A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Uh, Before we get into this week's episode, we have more reviews to read. Yay. Uh, If you're not aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. Good, bad, as long as it's not a ist, racist, sexist, ableist. Shittiest. (laughs) No, uh, we will read it. It it, it helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. And it mostly makes us just feel good. And we like hearing from you. So uh, here are some reviews. This first one is from... Um, a bunch of letters, consonants. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to read the username, but the title is Food Sovereignty Forever. Uh, Inuk listener here from the Arctic. Antarctica has never been populated by people except recently, and that is mostly scientists and the occasional tourist. Uh, Inuit traditional food is called Inuksuti, and we eat a lot of different foods, yes, including seal and whale skin with a thin, lin- uh, thin layer of blubber. We call this muktok. Uh, unfortunately, there's always a hint of judgment when non-Inuit talk about Inuksuti viewing it as, and our culture as primitive or primal, especially when it comes to animal rights activists whose campaigns have worked well at destroying our economy and sovereignty. Great documentary to watch to learn more about this is Angry Inuk, available on iTunes. I don't know if a dumpling-style dish, but we do have a fry bread called Paluga. Uh, please forgive me if I mispronounced anything, um, uh, but I do believe this is referencing our discussion of if there are dumplings in all food cultures. Um, <laughs> so thank you for clearing the yeah, air for thank us. You. This was super interesting. Also, sorry if we yeah. talked about it as primitive or primal. We certainly don't view it that way. Um, I am very interested in Arctic cultures and like 
I don't know. I've always wanted to see glaciers and ice sheets and stuff. So yeah, no, this I think is it's dope. super cool. Yeah, this is super cool. So thank you so much for sharing. What if this um, wasn't in regard to the dumplings? And it was just like, just, <laughs> I just want to let you know. Someone just wanted to educate. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. That's... Yeah, regardless, happy to know some new information. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, our next review comes also from Canada. Sophie Bowers, the, the username and the title, Incredible Content! Exclamation point. I love this podcast. You guys are so smart and funny and talk about astrology in a way that makes sense while it's also super entertaining. I can tell you are really kind and empathetic people and your understanding of astrology and how it connects to human interaction is super interesting. I'm getting more and more into astrology from listening to this podcast and I look forward to new episodes. Sincerely, Sagittarius Rising, Scorpio Sun, and Capricorn Moon. Oh, thank you. I love that. Yeah. Nice, nice little prim and proper review. I appreciate it. Your next review comes to you from meg or ma egg i can't tell um and the review is titled i love the info and the laughs hi i'm a pisces sun aries cusp leo moon scorpio rising and i've learned so much from this pod i love the repartee the friendship the chemistry is so beautiful as my sister is recently in a new relationship she gave me his chart and i was so excited to see their mars and venus go together so well something i wouldn't have known without you guys he's a sad venus and she's a gem venus she has Aries Mars and he's Cancer Mars. I told her they can be babies together in a good way. Sorry <laughs> if this was long. Aww. I also have the same birthday as Edgar Casey, just a hundred years difference. Mm. Oh, and if you guys want to tear down another problematic woman, I nominate Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> She's gotten that, a lot of noms. <laughs> She's got a lot. I thought the Lena Denham takedown was hilarious and needed. Thank you guys for <laughs> thank for all you guys do and i squealed with excitement when i heard your first ad so happy for you all thank thank you you. um yes we will eventually tear down that tree or what did she say i could play i could play a tree (laughs) we'll we'll tear down that tree eventually someday i love it uh this next review comes from a paranoid android and this is another canadian one thank you canada uh entitled thank you uh i must say in a time of overwhelming choices in the podcast realm wis has quickly become my absolute most cherished i've been waiting for an ear candy like this for a while and i can't believe i didn't come upon you ladies sooner thank you for the incredibly honest intelligent and hilarious content i can't stop recommending you to all my astro loving friends who unshockingly share the opinion that you three are pure magic please don't stop filling this pisces soul up on the daily okay weekly but you know uh (laughs) big love to you all from kilo kilowana british columbia canada sylvie pisces sun scorpio rising taurus moon Mm. thank you so much Sylvie. thank you lovely review um we're so glad that you found us and that you find us so uh enjoyable that really makes us feel good i love ear candy i know Ooh. my dimples are hurting i'm just smiling i'm like <laughs> it's so nice uh, our next review is called queens of the milky way uh by the username yin morrow from australia hello australia Hi there, WYS squad. I've been absolutely loving this podcast for the past two years. This Aquarius sun slash Aries moon slash Aries rising. Wow. Approves vehemently all the way from Melbourne, Australia. All you, you all do an amazing job interacting, making the podcast super fun to listen to, giving anecdotes and the classic chats sometimes about vegan mac and cheese crying face, but cry tears and then this dripping tears. I have a <laughs> suggestion for a podcast segment slash episode. 
I know you've done one on Lilith, but maybe do one on White Moon Serena. It's Lilith's opposite. Ooh. I think it would be an interesting niche to research, but just a thought. Keep up the fantastic, stunning, and amazing work you all do to bring astrology to the people in a modern, fun, and female AF way. Rock on. That's the rock hand symbol from Yanni and heart symbols. And then with the astro emojis, uh, Aquarius, Aries, Aries. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I feel Ooh, so that, seen. That good. Yeah, I white. If it's related to selenite. I know. Ooh, I know. The, the imagery is like is very like so. I know. Like, I love it. White moon, Serena. It yeah. sounds like it's like very Sailor Moon, uh, like yes. anime feeling. So. Just hearing that. Cool. Thank you for the suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Your next review comes to you from Sammy Pant Three. It's entitled "Informative, Fun, and Hilarious." Absolutely love the podcast. I never really one hundred percent related to my sun sign, Libra. But after listening to your podcast and finding out what my moon sign, rising sign, Aries moon slash cap rising, and other placements are, things definitely make more sense. It's, it also helps to better understand my significant other friends and family members. Thank you for all the laughs. You guys rock. Rock hands emoji. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Sammy Pants. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who wrote reviews. Um, these are so, so lovely. Um, they really do make us feel great and it also helps us uh have find more listeners helps people find us helps people chart um so thank you thank you thank you if you haven't left one um think about it if you feel <laughs> like it if you don't no pressure we love you anyways um and if you have left one thank you so much we we are so so grateful you guys are such fantastic fans and supporters and we truly couldn't do any of this without you so thank you um and please enjoy this week's episode Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Lopez. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are so excited to have a, a special guest joining us. We are all fans of her. We know you are fans of her. Uh, the astrology. It's Shakira Taborn, astrologer, writer, Influx Magazine, uh, editor-in-chief. Thank you for ha- coming on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Of course. Yay. It's so exciting. We're, uh, it's hard. I, I always am kind of resistant to doing a first time one via Skype and that sort of thing. But in the core, we have no choice. I know. It's sad because I was supposed to be like living in LA at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. I thought. You were going to yeah. move. I was supposed to move March 17th. Yeah, I was supposed mm-hmm. to set embark on my road trip. March oh, okay. So you move. didn't have like a place lined up yet though, or anything? I did, that actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but oh. no, it's, it was actually like a really great situation. I'm pretty sure I'll still be able to live there. It's just like one person in a house. So like, yeah, I think it'll be chill, hopefully. <laughs> and coming from New York? 
coming, well, now I'm in Pennsylvania, um, where I grew up. Um, I left New York, my job ended at the end of February. I like moved out, like broke up with my ex and then was like, okay, moving to California. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. But I was, I was just staying here, um, just as like a landing pad, like in between, um, before I was going to leave to, to LA, but now I'm here indefinitely. (laughs) That's kind of, I guess it kind of worked out your buffer time. Like that you had, I don't know, that you had a buffer in general, because at least yeah. it wasn't like straight from, you know, launch to launch. It's like, because I had to do that when I moved from Chicago to LA. It was like, okay, cool. I'm going to like live in my ex's mom's attic for a month. And then we yeah. moved because we saved one month of rent or, you know, yada, right. yada. So at least you have that like, that transitional yeah. place to still be kind of stuck. You know, I use air quotes like stuck in. Right. <laughs> well, it's very place. like Saturn like, too, because my Saturn return is like happening right now okay um, and so it felt it felt very like oh okay this makes sense like I have to stop <laughs> I have to <laughs> that's so down. interesting that you're in Pennsylvania to me because it's such a like witch heavy area um I'm supposed to go to New Hope in July but I don't know if that's gonna yeah. happen um but yeah there's so much like I mean, obviously, like, historical witchery stuff, but also, like, very cool, um, just this spiritual movement stuff happening there. Yeah, that's you know true. Me. I never really, um, I've been in, I was in New York for the past 10 years, so, like, all of my astrology witchy stuff has, like, taken place in New York, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm from outside of Philly, and it just, like, it's weird being back here now, and, like, you know, doing magic and stuff in my room that like I grew up in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh but uh, yeah, Pennsylvania is pretty witchy. There is something very about it. throwback about the pandemic in a way, because um, we are spending a lot more time in, in our bedrooms and just mm-hmm. in our, these spaces of like where you just get bored and put on like an old album and just like cut up magazines <laughs> and like I don't. Yeah. There is some like. Not, as, not that it's regressive necessarily, but there is some feeling of like going back. I've been having a lot of inner child dreams lately sure. that have been freaking me the fuck out. Uh, they're great, but I, it is, it's a little, it's a lot. It's a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion. And, but it's like, okay, well, we, we're in this space. There's nothing else we can really do with it. So like, let's just do it. It's right? bringing me yeah. back to, to big like junior high early like freshman year high school summer vibes when like you're not old enough to like you can't drive thank you you for naming this (laughs) yeah you can't like go out you're not in control of your life fully yet but you have all of you do still have this rich inner life and friend life and this that you're kind of like reaching out to but it's still not in your control I felt very teenagery I mean I've done things not not really done that much, but I feel like just very I I feel regressed in that way where it's like, oh, I gotta be home and I gotta well, like, it watch is. TV and eat food and like all of those. Like, <laughs> it totally summer. is. We even we went to the drive-in movies last night yeah. and Steve and Julia were parked like a couple spots over from us and Scott's car died. And like we're like, oh my god, we're gonna have to talk to some, we're gonna have to speak to a person like what are we gonna do we don't have there's nothing we can do like we're gonna have to have a person help us like it's like yeah I can't call my mom like I can't right. and I at first I was like oh we'll go ask you Stephen like I can't we can't like go over to their car we can't like oh yeah. 
luckily, like the theater had planned for that, so they have that has to happen scenes. so much at the drive right. at the drive for sure. But like we didn't know, and yeah. we're just like, oh my god, we need a person now, and that's <laughs> so scary and strange to be like, I need someone yeah. to help me now. Yeah. It was so fun at the drive-in, but it also was really funny because it's like you're social distancing and you're also watching a movie, but it was kind of like that thing where you like accidentally run into someone out and you're like at the same restaurant and you're sitting like close enough to kind of talk to each other, but you do that yeah. thing where you're like, are we going to talk to each other the whole dinner or then are we also going to look yeah. directly across <laughs> from us and pretend like you're not there even though we're here? together we did decide to come as a group like so yeah. it's a really funny wait was it, was it, weird like, was it trolls two or trolls world tour world tour trolls oh. world tour which was awesome um i loved it i can't <laughs> can't, can't express enough how much it was just it was funny trolls to world hear tour. like what who's laughing at what or like what parts where it was like there were parts where i'm like oh man they just heard me laugh really loud so weird that's awesome i've been intrigued by the trolls world tour uh advertising because it's those little chubby fingers like doing the rock on sign and i'm like that's really cute it's very it's very much a vibe it's very um i i dig the different aesthetics of the trolls i love the musical references it's all about like different music i heard um, I'm a big Brene Brown stan and she just started a podcast and she had a paid advertisement for Trolls World Tour at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> which I was like, this is never, never in a million years did I think that that's who is like buying ads on podcasts. Um, but she was like, oh, we loved it. Our family thought it was so funny. So I came in Whoa. with high expectations and it delivered. Not necessarily the part that she said was funny, like, but... I loved it. That is, that's if you want a little like fun, speaking of regressing, I've been watching a lot of like Disney plus <laughs> uh, movies and trolls and stuff. So. Inner child work. It's, 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 I, know. I was going to say uh, very easy. Like it's in right now, but it's like, it is like, there's, <laughs> it's like, it's like screaming right now. Like, I think there's like you, having to like stop literally be in timeout and then just like going back to things that feel good or things that you just like because you like to do them and not have to like justify to yourself why you like it or what, like, it's just like existing. Yeah. Well, it's also just taking care of yourself right now. We are, you know, in, in normal life, you can project out so much. And I mean, you still can in quarantine, I believe me, but it's also like, you kind of don't, you only have your own or your immediate family or partner, whoever you're, you're quarantined with, you only have their, yours and their needs kind of to Mm -hmm. to contend with so really anything that is going on it's pretty obvious that it's like oh no this is this is mine I gotta like (laughs) this is mine to take care of and hold and my issue my pain my thing and which is always the like the worst answer I feel like where you're like oh it's me okay cool (laughs) dope (laughs) I can't wait to deal with that (laughs) how has your how's your quarantine been Kira Um, it's been really, it's been really interesting. Lots of ups and downs, um, all internal stuff. I think I've been so hyper aware of my Saturn return because I've been doing astrology for like seven years. So, um, I've like kind of watched it come slowly for so long. And now that it's here, like I get 
Saturn's going to station on top of my Saturn. So I get like this very long extended three part Saturn. Oh, lucky for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Um, no, but the exact, the first exact hit comes on Monday. So it's just a couple of days away. Ooh. And um, I've been, yeah, I've been hyper aware of it and like trying to figure out, you know, listen to what's coming up. Um, and through that, it's just been a lot of like a lot of learning a lot of child stuff because I, I feel like the Saturn return is so much about the process of reparenting and like becoming your own you know taking care of yourself Ooh. in a lot of ways and um just felt this very like intense okay I have to pause like I can't just be on go all the time um which you know 10 years in New York will do that to you <laughs> um but but, and that was like my main reason for moving, for wanting to move to LA was to slow down and like, you know, have a different paced lifestyle. But um, it really, yeah, it really became apparent that like, if I would have just gone, I wouldn't have slowed down ever. Like it wouldn't have happened. Um, so this is, it's been just like accepting a lot of it. First, the first couple of weeks was like really dealing with intense fear and anxiety about like the virus basically and like mm -hmm. all the grief that I think everyone was feeling about you know what was happening to the entire world um but then it just became about like okay what am I like how am I going to use this time and um yeah it's it's interesting my Saturn's in the 12th house too so it's very like isolation energy mm -hmm. um yeah it's and then just like the the yeah, the throwbacks, like the feeling like, oh, this is like summertime when I was 16, 17 and like just couldn't, you know, before I had a car or whatever and was just like in my room all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's just a weird, yeah, weird remembering, weird like parallels from childhood and, you know, adolescence. Um, but yeah, I mean, also it's like, I'm newly single throughout all of this. Ah. <laughs> so it's been like, and I've been doing a lot of work with Venus. Um, and it's been, that's been really interesting too. And just like having to, um, yeah, just being like single during all of this and talking to people and lonely but also not and yeah it's been interesting the quarantine is like such a single boot camp or almost because <laughs> yeah. so uh if you don't mind me asking how long was your relationship it was about two years like yeah okay. almost like a year and a half a year and a half so solid that's substantial yeah. that's a yeah so that's a solid uh we lived together for a full year ooh, so that's, oh, real, yeah. that's yeah. real solid that's, that's a lot then <laughs> i don't do yeah. that but I just know, like, for me, with, like, exes and things, um, it's hard to fully break, right? Like, I for some people, it's, like, real hard to, like, not, like, keep in touch or do this. But, like, now that there's a true, like, barrier of, like, space and, like, health and, like, all these other aspects, it's so interesting to think of uh, breaking up. Is, it's such a different time period to break up than before, where there's more, like, you can kind of cheat like in terms of breaking up like or like ease back into someone or have a little taste right. or do a little this but now it's like i legally like can't touch you <laughs> well you like... can like sneak 
You could not sneak. I have a lot of Scorpio placements, so I it is sneaky. But it's like, oh, you could just like show up to that place. You know, they're gonna be right, like, those right. Kinds of, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're gonna bump into them, but this is like, nope, you're definitely not. <laughs> so right. it's also like, it's also if you do want to have any sort of contact, it has to be so deliberate that I feel like that's the kind of thing that. Uh, Anything that's like really deliberate like that, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. They can't know I put into this. If you just like happen to bump into somebody, that mm-hmm. could happen to, what do you, I didn't plan this. I didn't know. But if you just. get an alibi. I mean, well, course, think about yeah, it's like, too, like, did, but. <laughs> one of the things I was thinking about, because like, I've been meeting like some of my boyfriend's friends and stuff via Zoom that I've never met. And like, also my friend's like significant others so it's very interesting to like meet new new people through through screen essentially but i started thinking about like what if like what would it be like to have a crush on someone during this time like uh, I'm yeah, yeah tell us oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this I would be going crazy I mean I'm going crazy so many I mean not so many but I cannot wait for the quarantine like rom-coms uh hallmark movies to come out of this that are just like we met we fell in love via zoom chats and like this kind of like touching of hands through the (laughs) the screen (laughs) that is really sad um no yeah i mean i've been yeah (laughs) i've been i've been talking to you I I, I won't go too into it because I'm like I feel like the person might listen. yeah this person will Ooh, yeah that's a good crush <laughs> yeah, yeah we've known each other for a decade so oh, okay. it's like yeah long term um, crush yeah oh yeah um but <laughs> but yeah it's I mean I will say like one of the highlights of my quarantine I spent like a full like eight or eight nine days every night talking to the same group of um astrologers so there was like i don't know six or seven of us um all around the world honestly and we just on house party we would just like get on house party every night one or two people would hop on everyone gets a notification and then we're all on house party for like six hours sometimes until like five six a.m my time um and yeah that's that's been definitely the highlight because I just like made this solid group of friends um yeah just through like hanging out literally just like coexisting on the house party and <sighs> chatting about nothing but also chatting a lot about astrology and um yeah that's been great and so I feel like I feel like that has to be happening like all over the place especially people dating like I have one of my really good friends told me he was on a zoom date like a first date zoom date um Whoa. recent and it went pretty well and <laughs> i'm just like the future and i like, what well, it's so funny because because i i think on the one hand it could be actually really a great time because you kind of catch people in a in a um on the on the like highest most positive way you kind of catch people in a really like vulnerable um pure state i think and especially when when kind of physical contact is taken out of the equation it might be it's like the premise of love is blind basically or whatever where it's like really getting to know someone 
through these like conversations and can you kind of expedite that process um so i think it could be really interesting but also i don't know i always am thinking of those things as just truly as like experimental um kinds of activities where it's like oh that would be really interesting to have a first date with someone not that doesn't sound appealing necessarily but it does sound interesting to be like oh this is how we're gonna get to know each other what what would that be like what does that bring out in people yeah. For women too, there's like a level of safety that comes along yeah. with it. You know, where it's like I can like change my background and like you won't know what my house looks like. And honestly, like I you you can't touch me. You can't I mean you could say fucked up things, which I'm sure guys <laughs> do, but, but you, like, even then, I mean no? the power the power dynamic, think about it. I mean it is so you could be so like you can you could log off at any time, but you also could be like extra, extra anything because you do have this like physical barrier between you. The only thing Um, that sucks though, is that you don't get to see how they treat like servers or like, I don't know, those like, you know, those like life social things where like, even though they could like, like be the best fuck, say the right things, you can have like these intimate home conversations, but then you see how they treat the world like the outside world which we're not gonna like super awkward around your friends yeah yeah Yeah. i I think you just you have to make sure to ask questions to that like are you getting delivery how's that you know like try to like get out of that (laughs) let me see those grubhub screenshots i want to see that tip (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure someone has like um mid i'm like doing the act out of it but like mid chat like held their phone and gone and picked up a thing and mm. like you could see you know you could yeah you could see some things it's not the best but you know i, I like had, um, i had a netflix party date last night oh that I was really fun and we just watched mad men what'd you watch all right it was mad men until like 5 a.m whoa it was really fun, fun. that's <laughs> fun i like that does it feel like you're does it scratch that itch of of having a date and connecting in a way I mean obviously not not fully but I mean it wasn't like again this is someone I've known for the past decade so it was very like as if we were going to be hanging out Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. um, which was really nice and comforting it wasn't like a like it wasn't I didn't have to like get to know him you know what I mean so yeah yeah, I don't know how it would have been if it was like an actual date date but I have yet to have anything like that virtually Mm. which is kind of scary to think about like I don't know if I (laughs) I don't like my like this room like I don't want to like have a date in like my childhood yeah (laughs) also like I I bet there are people who are just like I haven't seen anyone in so long that I think I'm in love with this grocery clerk and I'm gonna keep coming back to this pond or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, so fucking lootly uh, um you mentioned this, this the, is this, oh sorry you just mentioned yeah. venus work and i'm if you're if you don't mind sharing like what is that yeah. what does that mean for you or um or any suggestions of like w- using venus during these like during times like this or outside of this in just general astrology terms but like yeah what does venus what does that look like for you i'm just curious yeah so <clears throat> excuse me i have i started um like a regular planetary like I would say prayer practice, which I'll explain what that means. So (laughs) I wanted to, um, I've, I've been like into planetary magic for a while now via 
just through astrology and through electional astrology and kind of being obsessed with like the fact that there's magic in every moment and you can like harness that in like the beginning of something. Um, And yeah, so that kind of leads to planetary magic, which um, yeah. Yeah. Astrological magic, which has become way more popular within the community over the last couple of years, especially the last like two, three years. Um, And there's a astrologer, Caitlin Coppock, I, I call her like an astrologer mage because she is like such a magician and she makes this um, product line called Sphere and Sundry. Um, her husband's Austin Coppock, who's also a pretty popular astrologer. On the astrology podcast frequent. Yeah. Right, yeah. And they're both just like the coolest like astrology couple magicians. But um, <laughs> she makes these products, these materia that are like infused with planetary energy or you know she uses also like fixed stars and other things um but i have a ton like a ton of this stuff and um and so i use that and to like honor the planet so i i for like two weeks um over quarantine i did i did each planet um so on you basically pick the the planetary day which like today's saturday so it's saturn's day um and i do it during the planetary hour which there's three per like it cycles every hour but um but yeah so i'll pick the planetary hour which it always starts at sunrise and then it's like i don't know eight hours after that and eight hours after that um or maybe that's yeah i guess eight hours i'm not doing the math in my head right now <laughs> um, but uh so yeah what i'll do like on a sunday um I would basically just construct a, a small altar, water, candle, whatever material I have um during those yeah, day and hour, and then invoke the sun. So um there's planetary hymns mm. and you can just get them free online. Um and I'll, you know, recite the hymn and sometimes I'll do the hymn to like Apollo as well, other like deities. Um and then, yeah, apply some of the materia and kind of just like, just as a way of like acknowledging and honoring. And you can also, you know, petition and ask for things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, depending on the planet, depends on if I do that. Um, so, yeah, I did that for like two weeks straight just to kind of like get into some sort of flow and experience it. And then I had to take a week off because I was so exhausted and I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this every day. Oh, and I was also <laughs> using like tarot, like putting, like I would take the sun card out of a couple of different decks and put that on the altar as well. So, oh. um, yeah, just so with Venus, especially when Venus was in Taurus, I was super working with her because she was really strong. Um, and also she was just bringing me a lot of good things that I needed. Like I have Venus in the eighth house, um, natally and she's in Libra. So um when I needed like a car like a loan to buy a new car I was like positioning Venus and um yeah things like that like I'm like I need that tax refund like (laughs) now (laughs) whatever yeah Yeah, that government check like make sure my unemployment's coming in whatever um so so yeah I was using Venus a lot for like money stuff um but yeah I mean she has been delivering and then now she's in Gemini. Um, 
and kind of interacting with some of my planets. And so I've just on Fridays, it's Venus's day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just been like using the materia and petitioning and like praying and, you know, reciting her hymns. She's I think Venus is my favorite to work with because you can really get into it. Like, <laughs> on i have a whole playlist called venusian vibes Ooh. i'll put that on i'll like turn some nice um and you just like venus just makes you feel good i mean my venus is pretty dignified in libra so i get i can get really into it but um it just makes you feel good and then you know i dance for her and things like that cool so just like awareness really of cool. the planetary day and having these ceremonial type interactions that are really paying homage to these planets up there. Yeah, basically. I love that. What do you think about that? I have been burning a lot of dried herbs in my house, but I've been stealing them from my neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't don't steal them dry. They're overgrown. They're all over the property line. Like, yeah, then you're not stealing. Then you're using <laughs> what is available to you. That's yeah. uh, maximizing efficiency. It's called, I agree. you know. Sounds resourceful. There's enough. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> exactly. It sounds resourceful. Yeah. What, this leads me to one of my questions that I'm always interested in because I'm still figuring this out for for myself. And I guess this is like maybe a two-parter. But uh, especially right now, you know, you have this astro group that you're that you're speaking with, and you are practicing these planetary magic things. What does what does like astrology look like for you on a day to day basis? And this can be for you, and this can also be in your own practice. But I guess I'm more interested in what it is for you personally, because I think that people, especially like right now, I'm I'm kind of feeling like of course there is um a, a use in knowing for example like your saturn return is coming up knowing when transits are taking place and certainly for doing horoscopes and for you know chart readings and things like that it's important to know what transits are taking place but to me what i find most useful about astrology a lot of it is like hindsight kind of adding context to things that have already happened and looking at them in that way so it's I'm interested in what people's kind of day-to-day use is with it um, because sometimes you don't know, sometimes you know the transit, like you know your Saturn return is coming, but you don't know anything about what's happening during it yet. So Mm -hmm. how do you use it for something that's not, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So what does your practice look like to answer, to ask a simple (laughs) question after all of that? Um, So I'm pretty obsessed I'll put it up. I'll just say that. Like, I'm pretty (laughs) astrology obsessed in the sense that, um, yeah, I don't know. I I have a Scorpio stellium in the ninth house, and it's just, like, um, it's pretty much, like, the entire way that I view the world is through the lens of astrology and the planets. Um, So just putting that, I'm just prefacing with that, because I'm like, (laughs) people don't have to be this way, (laughs) what I'm about about to describe. Um, you don't have to be this way to be an astrologer. Um, but yeah, I use astrology like in all the ways. Um, I, uh, I'm always kind of aware of where, you know, the planets are in relationship to my chart and each other. Um, I'm always checking like my apps to see where they are, especially the moon. Um, I know I'm aware of my own personal, like, um cycles in the sense that I use I'm pretty technical with it so I use a lot of uh 
like Hellenistic t- time lord mm-hmm. techniques to figure out which planets are Once most- you start getting down that rabbit hole, I yeah. mean, I, <laughs> like, it's so, and like, I, I do not, I'm not uh, proficient, but I learned about zodiacal releasing. And that's the thing that I just like started looking at everyone's chart through that thing. My sister, I was totally, I mean, not totally wrong because it still is happening, but something like that. Like, how do you use zodiacal release right now in a pandemic when- right. Well, when yeah. no one can really do anything, but it still is functioning and it's there. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I'm like, I'm in a pretty nice peak period right now. Um, and so, and as soon as that happened, I noticed, like I noticed, like I was getting a lot of like, you know, my tweets were getting a lot more likes or re- retweets. Like I'm, I'm in this like 10th house kind of peak period. Um, yeah. I finished this huge writing assignment that I'm going to get like a big check from um things like that you you kind of notice it i'm more am into um like perfections and annual perfections um knowing that the moon is my time lord i know that like the new moons and full moons and my my monthly lunar returns are going to be that much more important this year um but for those for those of us who don't know what perfections are can you just yeah. very briefly just so yeah. people know or... it's my favorite it's like my absolute favorite technique and i talk about it a lot so i love to um it's basically a way of like figuring out which planet in your chart is kind of running the show for the year Mm. and by the year i mean like for your birth like your birthday birthday to birthday year so um it's really easy to do you just look at your birth chart Say, was it you or was it was someone else just posted that the circle where it just gives you the the age that you are so it is Probably, super easy yeah. to find yeah i know joe gleason has uh yeah joe gleason has it on her website and like has a whole article about it so um but yeah you just basically you look at your birth chart start with the first house that's the first year of life Mm. um and then so when you turned 1 years old you progressed into the second house third house so on and so forth um, so I'm 28. 28 is a fifth house year. So my fifth house, you know, you look at the sign that's on the fifth house, mine's Cancer. Um, and so the moon becomes the ruler of my year. And I know anything, anything that's happening to my moon, like transits to my moon are going to be important when the moon is transiting planets in my chart. I know it's going to be important. Um, full moons, new moons, all that. So yeah, that is like a really big, that's a technique I use. Um, a lot and there's also like you can do it monthly as well so i know that like right now jupiter is my monthly lord i can work with jupiter in that way and it's just good because yeah like last month i was in a mars like a mars monthly perfection and i was doing a lot of work with mars um and so it just kind of gives you that like extra the extra layers so that you can like you know just be more intentional and specific with the work that you do um so yeah, that I use it that way. I use it, you know, I'm also like a professional astrologer, so I do a lot of readings um and writing astrology. Um I'm I'm tweeting all the time. <laughs> tweeting all the time about astrology. Great um, Twitter. I love your questions and your thing. I'm like, oh that's that's a fun yeah great twitter follow follow the astrology (laughs) so this Um, might this might be like a like a a back to like maybe regression before like being astrology was your lens through everything was this since 
like, are you coming from like an astrology family? When did you find astrology? And you mentioned your Scorpio stellium. Did you relate to these like magazine, I'm a Scorpio things as like little baby Kira or like what? <laughs> like, I would love to oh know the, gosh, the, yeah. the pre the prequel, I guess, before <laughs> we've entered into this, like all astro everything. Right. Yeah. Um, I've always known I was a Scorpio. I have no idea like how I found that out, but, um, (laughs) it's one of those things where astrology has kind of like always been with me and I, it's always been something that I just knew and accepted. Um, so I remember like I found a letter I wrote to myself when I was like eight recently and I I signed it with my birthday and birth time. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I've always, I've always known. Well, even before that, when I was ever since I was really young, I've always been a birthday. Like I knew everyone's birthdays. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I just knew it was special. Um, I've just wanted to like know everyone's birthdays all the time. And I also knew that the time I was born was special. I don't know why, but I just always really cared about it. Um, which is great because they don't, Pennsylvania doesn't put the time on your birth certificate. So I'm really happy that my mom oh. like, knew and that she's always, yeah, yeah. She's always, like, I knew from such a young age because my mom, like, I asked her when I was really young. Um, but when I was around 11, 12 was when I, like, the internet was a thing and I started researching the signs and mostly in terms of like which signs were most compatible with another because right. I was completely boy crazy um (laughs) and I just remember thinking like this is like cool information to know like it's like a party trick or whatever um and so I and I was pretty obsessed back then I remember like being made fun of by the girls for being so obsessed with it um but yeah my dad my dad's always been into us like space and astronomy Mm -hmm. so he memorized um all the planets and like their for distance from the sun when I was like eight or nine so I've always had like the vocabulary of the planet um but yeah it wasn't until like I always knew people's signs I always like that's just something I cared about for some reason (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it wasn't until like 2012 Saturn entered Scorpio my ninth house um which is you know the house of higher learning like you know, the way that you view the world, basically. Um, and that, like, maybe a month after that was when um, I, my my Scorpio friend told me, hey, we were just, like, drinking at our apartment. She's like, hey, did you, like, know that there's other signs? Like, you have, like, a moon sign and, like, <laughs> other ones? And I was like, I remember being like, how do I not know this? Like, why are you talking like I should know um <laughs> and so I remember like she had a book and I found out I was in Aries moon and Pisces rising that day and then um I, I went home for like winter break and I just remember being on the couch one night I I found that I know the day too so I know what was happening to me like transit wise when I saw my chart for the first time <laughs> okay this is the most Scorpio shit I've ever heard yes, like, all it. the receipts are present and accounted for <laughs> so it's yeah, and I remember like googling birth chart and like typing in my info and seeing my chart for the first time and just being like it was just a moment. Like I was like, "Oh, holy shit. Like this is this is it." Like I just knew. Um and then that, I didn't sleep that night. I just stayed <laughs> up and 
and kept researching. And I was like, I have to know every single thing about this. Like I, and then that embarked on like a, you know, a lifelong journey of like nonstop learning. But I did most of my like intense learning um, those first two to five years. Yeah. Okay. This is a random question. And only because you mentioned it kind of halfway a few times, because I'm also an Aries moon as well, Aries moon gang gang. And you mentioned like staying up all night, like staying up all night with your, um, with your, with your astrology friends and staying up learning. And I used to be such a like stay up till three, four, five a.m. or and then of recently that like maybe it was Saturn return time too for me. Like that's not the case as much anymore. Do you think this is just very random? But you brought it up. Uh, do you think there's anything in our charts that point to patterns like that in terms of like sleeping and structure or things that like you think that might coordinate very yeah. very offshoot question but i had to ask where's your mars mars in cancer okay so <laughs> moon my mars is in my mars is in so yeah they have you have your moon mars mutual reception, which is beautiful um my mars is in scorpio conjunct my sun in pluto mm. um, oh yeah so my mars is like supercharged <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> Um, it's also too close to the sun. So it burnt like burnout is a constant thing for me too. Um, so it's like, I'm constantly like, I have a lot of energy because my Mars is really strong. Um, and it rules my sun and my moon, but it's also like constantly like burning out. It's like, I go too hard and then it's like dead for a little bit, um, which is very Aries in general, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, no, I think for me at least like, the staying up, yeah, it it happens in waves because I'm not like this all the time, but being, I think just everything switched once I, once quarantine started and like, yeah, my whole entire sleep schedule is completely, it's been messed up for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> I think Scorpio though, I have Scorpio Mars as well and I also have Scorpio Mercury conjunct Pluto and I think that there is something to that like, uh, when there is something it's it's not all the time but once there is something to start digging into and you like see it's I think of it as like when I'm cleaning something and you like thought that it was like scratched but then you start scrubbing it and you see the mark coming off and then you look around at the whole table and you're like oh you mean this whole thing is dirty now I can't stop until that and if this is dirty then the fucking walls are dirty and the baseboards (laughs) are dirty and this is dirty and now we need to clean everything because i i can't unsee all of the dirt that's here right you know it's that like once you see that there's something to be dug you can't oh, stop yeah. digging oh yeah like well, exactly I think that with astrology too i think we get into such patterns of like um well at least for me it might not be for everyone but like i will like look at charts for a long time and then like forget about certain things or like I'll be really into houses for a little while. And then it's like, oh, I'm actually more interested in this. I, I was just texting them earlier that like last night I was like looking at the stars. I'm like, oh, I actually haven't. There's not a lot of pollution right now. And I actually haven't been like looking, stargazing in a while. I've been doing it all online and stuff. So it's like, I'm excited to get to a more like natural uh, place with astrology where I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to like look up and see the transits and not just like, um watch it on my computer like the minutes tick away and the like daily transits change 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always, it's endless. There's like so you can go back to books. You can go to new books. You can. There's so many ways to get into it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then you start getting into like you. You mentioned fixed stars and asteroids and perfect Hellenistic techniques and all of those mm-hmm. things. Where it's like down. You can. You can have a planet, like you had mentioned it with your ma- magic too, where it's like, you mean there's a, a planetary ruler for each second of the day, basically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You can break it down into that where you're like, this is insane if you want to get that deep. Like, mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I love it, but also I get why people are like, okay, that's a bit much. There's like endless yeah. bonus um, content. Like, you right. can- <laughs> Exactly. Yes. That's why I think you, it's so important to just, like, have a good foundation and then you can, like, go into whatever, you know, side topic that you want to or, like, specialize in a certain place because, yeah, it's just, it's too much. It's just, it's never ending. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about, um, I mean, obviously they're, they're real, but, um, what brought you to, do you do more traditional Hellenistic astrology usually? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I started, I started just, I think how most people did, which was like modern, um, psychological, um, the first books I read were Stephen Arroyo, who is very like Jungian based. And I think, you know, there was, there's just a lot of books like that out there. Um, and I still really appreciate that perspective a lot. Um, but I started listening to the astrology podcast in like 2014 or 2015. Um, and that was really what like formed the, the basis of my, um, my understanding of, of traditional techniques and astrology so yeah I switched to whole sign houses and probably 2015 um and you know only used traditional rulerships and um just for me it was it was about like okay there's so much information out here like how can I um systematize my approach and like actually just form a foundation to build off of instead of just like you know, I have my Mercury is in Sag. It's like my processing is like all over the place. So, um, yeah, I really was like, I need, I just need to have like something, a solid, a solid baseline basically. And I love traditional astrology for that because, um, you're able to still incorporate a lot of like modern approaches, psychological, even evolutionary approaches within that foundation. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it, and it just it it works really well for my my brain. I have my my chart ruler is Jupiter and Virgo too, so I have a lot of like I need a system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that. What do you what do you do with the out with those outer planets? Then I mean, I know you. I mean, it's like they're there. <laughs> obviously, if there's like a transit happening, but yeah, no, I yeah I use them. You know, as kind of like standalone like the way I look at it is astrology um you don't you technically don't need more than just the seven traditional planets um however I think that like you can't deny the influence of the outer planets at all um but the way I use them is they're they're not they don't they act totally differently than 
the seven traditional planets because like Saturn being the boundary of what we can see with the naked eye, that's kind of like the boundary of what's quote unquote real um, or what's actually like tangible for us, for like humans. Whereas Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, they represent these energies that aren't necessarily like of this world in a, in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, and so like when they were discovered, you see this influx of things happening relating to that planet. Um, and th- so the way I use them basically is like, they definitely have an influence on in their chart in our lives on other planets. Um, but I don't use them as rulers of, of signs. Mm. Um, they just are like, like a fixed star in a way where I'm like, Oh, if your sun is conjunct Regulus, like that, that means a lot. That means something. Same with if your sun is conjunct Pluto, but it doesn't mean that like I'm Pluto ruled because of it. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think that that's why it's like hard to, again, there is so much information. And I think with anything, it is just kind of like whatever works best for you and how you organize information and and understand things and what you find useful. Um, But I think there's definitely a case to be made for uh, at the very, using the energies that actually you have access to in your day-to-day life which really is in a lot of in a lot of cases isn't like uranian energy (laughs) whatever it's it's (laughs) it's scheduling it's loving it's eating it's you know talking community writing whatever it is whereas uh, these other things i guess it does it i think that they do play i have i also have like aspected with all of the outer planets, mm-hmm. all of the outer same, planets are aspected at either at either personal planets or uh, angles in my chart. So I do feel very connected to the outer planets, and at the same time, it's like you can't do anything with that. It's just there, like it's yeah. not yours. It's not yours to have access or control over necessarily. So right. I do like that kind of idea of letting those things be, you know. they're they're happening and and of course real and also none of your business kind of (laughs) it's just like it's more like they they just have their influence is it's just different than what the traditional like the influence the way that they affect us is just a different it's hard for me to explain but it's very like like Neptune transiting my ascendant like I felt that you know like Neptune squaring my my mercury that's definitely it's very real and I talk about the outer outer planet transits a lot and like, you know, client consults and stuff. It's just that um, the way that they affect you is not like Neptune. A Neptune transit is not going to affect you in the same way that like, well, I'll say a, a Venus transit is going to affect you in a way that's very. Um, well, obviously, it's going to be more fleeting because it's not as long as a Neptune transit, but they just are di- different different quality of of energy um i think yeah with those outer planets too we tend to see it affecting groups of people and stuff and over longer periods of time because they move so slowly so um it is hard to say i mean i think that's something that we're learning through this pandemic is like not the me but the we and like trying to see that is so hard for people who've grown up in an individualist culture it's like yeah, you, you're not going to see the person who gets something because you coughed on an apple at the grocery mm-hmm. store. You're not going to see them get sick. You have to trust that you shouldn't cough on the apple at the grocery store. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't see some of those big changes happening. There's been so many posts about Pluto Scorpio generation being the generation that has had so many like world changing events mm-hmm. happen in their lifetime that they are unfazed by these things. But uh, we were Lisa and I were talking about this through the car windows last night at the drive-in, where it's like kids that are growing up with this um, pandemic, where it's like this is going to be a decided generational kind of mark thing. Whereas like the idea of, you know, Pluto and Libra generation where it's like the disillusion of marriage as we know it in society is a much different generational trend than Pluto Scorpio, which is, uh, you know, what's the Y2K and all of these things like the actual yeah the actual world ending kind of ideas is a different generational influence than these kind of vague ideas about things too so i think generationally speaking in those outer planets it also just depends on like where where it is and what it is that's a different influence the great depression defined a generation different than like uh you know baby boom too mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's just interesting to think of like how how it can how those things can work because they do influence such a big group of people as opposed to the traditional planets yeah yeah the outer planet the outer planet like alignments are so there's oh my gosh when you like look back in history there's you know a book cosmos and psyche that um richard tarnas he goes through like so many different outer planet alignments and throughout history and like the themes that come up um constantly it's just like the patterns are so it's so clear um and yeah a lot of this has definitely been um you know predicted in a lot of sense in a lot of ways but um yeah i mean i i think the outer planets are super rich i think they are 100 percent worthy of you know investigating and talking about and using But I just, when it comes to rulership in particular, that's where I kind of draw the line because there's a, there's a rulership schema, you know, for a reason. And there's, um, yeah, I just refuse to, I'm just one of those people who are like, I'm kind of like, I refuse to (laughs) accept like Pluto as the ruler of Scorpio or Neptune's ruler of Pisces because it, because it disregards the tradition because, you know, the tradition has been around for a very long time. Um, and you know, we just discovered Pluto like a couple of decades ago. So that's my, that's my rant about (laughs) the outer planets. I use them like wholeheartedly. Um, I just, I just have a problem with using them as, as rulers of signs. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it makes, it makes sense again, because you also can't like, you have no control over what a generation does. I mean, it's the, you know, they, they're so yeah. too, and it's so many people share that placement. So they think there is also something in terms of like ownership over a thing you kind of like, Oh, we all have Neptune and Capricorn between these people. And, but the, the similarities between all of those people are so uh, like, that's such a broad stroke to paint. Yeah. With. It doesn't tell you anything about your day to day life. Uh, right. or interactions with people so I yeah. it extends I feel like a little bit of a flip-flopper because then I would have then I'll like read something about the outer planets and be like fuck it outer planets rule they mean everything <laughs> they do, they definitely do. That's, that's the, the best part about yeah 
That's the best part about studying this, though, is you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to study things and learn them and decide that you don't want to use them for now or that you want to use them in a certain way. Like, that's the beauty of this practice. It's not like a religion where we're like, no, you have to go by the rules, like, or any other thing. Not, I don't mean to shit on religion either, people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's about feeling at the end of the day. Like if outer, if you feel like you're a Plutonian person, Mazel Tov, like congrats on your Plutonian energy. But I think it's important to know all angles. It's like looking at your chart in different house systems and just going off a feeling. Like if you feel like, like I know for me from like Placidus, the whole sign, like my Mars switched from 12th house to first house. And there was things I related to with both. Like I was like, yeah, I could see this and this. And of course, I think a lot of the chart kind of bleeds together in terms of themes like one carries on to the next carries on to the next and the next but you just gotta go with like your that's where it's like gut like don't it's it what what feels good what relates to you what clicks and and it can change you can start working with one system or working with one train of thought and then have your mind blown by you know hellenistic that's and, and, yeah you know, that's what holes. happened to me that's yeah. what happened to i think most most of us yeah um who are we call ourselves chat trad chads traditional <laughs> chad chads um because i think yeah i think someone was making fun of traditional astrologers on twitter and then it just became like a badge of a badge of honor <laughs> um but yeah i think it's i mean and when it comes to the traditional like revival especially which just i think makes sense with like millennials having the, the capricorn the uranus and neptune wanting to like keep the tradition alive sort mm-hmm. of thing um but yeah when it comes to that it's just like if you're if you're wanting to use all of these like really dope traditional techniques that are like resurfacing um you you have to use you know traditional rulerships and so that's kind of where i think um it comes from but you know if you're purely modern astrologer even like evolutionary astrologer and you're not really the approach is different like the way i do my readings it's so event based and so like where you are right now and what's what's coming um that like i use these techniques whereas there's astrologers who are only doing like you know they're looking at your nodes and where your pluto is you know and they don't like i'm not going to be like you need to use (laughs) traditional (laughs) rulerships for that it's it's just that there's a different there's different techniques there's different astrologers and yeah so i'm curious this is um not at our planet related or maybe it could be um but i saw that you're a hand model also uh which i was just like very excited with that but again bonus content all day do you think there's anything in your i'm not sure how what your feelings are in terms of like the body rulership in in terms of planets Mm -hmm. and things but is there anything in your chart that you feel clicks for you in terms of hand stuff uh, that or that stuff that you notice actually yeah um my so mercury rules the hands and my Mercury is exactly conjunct my midheaven. So like, oh, my hand, my hands are known. <laughs> my hands are seen <laughs> by the world. Yeah. Um, How did you get into hand modeling? <laughs> totally by accident. Yeah, I was in, um, I studied photography in college. Oh my God, and, so, did, so did um, I. Really? Yes. Yeah. Aries moon, Aries moon. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was a photography major and then, um, you know, went on to, work in the industry uh first in like magazines did a lot of you know internships and stuff um which led to working in production for like advertising 
And um, yeah, before I even started this job, I was just like a PA on set for some Samsung shoot. They were shooting cell phones. And um, I was really good friends with the producer. And they were just like, oh, like we're, we don't have enough models. Like they were asking other PAs if they would hand model. And um, they like, it was just <laughs> like out of a movie. Like he came up to me and he's like, let me see your hand. And he goes, follow me. And he like pulls me by my hand to the client and the client's like yes perfect (laughs) (laughs) and they like I like had you know do you guys know floss gloss the nail polish I uh I don't it's this nail polish brand yeah and so like the owner of like floss gloss was doing my nails that day and um yeah I just got like all these cool nail looks and then they hired me again they were like the client like wanted my hands again and so that's how it started and while I was working in advertising um people just started using me a lot for my hands and you know yeah gorgeous I was just imagining like a office scenario where you're like in a break room and you're reaching for like the last (laughs) donut in a box and someone catches your hand and they're like stop like it's perfect (laughs) hold that that shot (laughs) But it's it's so random, but it's such a nice little like extra. It's fun to tell people. It's like the, the like most fun thing to tell people I'm a hand model because <laughs> people were like, "What? What? Like, how does that happen?" Um, but yeah, it's just something I do on the side and enjoy doing because I love being on set, but don't love producing as much anymore because that was stressful. So it's nice to be the talent. <laughs> yeah, and that's the interesting to think of like your. Mercury on your midheaven too, in terms of like the hand stuff, and then also obviously communicating. And <laughs> in terms of a straw, like there's some, there's yeah. like double. There can be double meaning, I think, pulled pulled from there. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, even if you want to look at like the third house, I don't know if I would call that hands, but it is like have has to do with communication. And mine is Taurus, but ruled by my Venus and Libra, so there is this mm. like beauty like aspect of communicating which I think I talk with my hands a lot as you can see um <laughs> so yeah it's well I even think- advertising for like beauty products or like adornment and things like that seems like a very uh Libra Taurus Venusy yeah combination of all of those things I mean I just love I love a random fact like I know that's so fun <laughs> well I saw so the whole fun. I I saw it on your, uh, like, it led me to the personal, then to the full-blown hands account, and I was like, whoa, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. Um, This is maybe a, like, (laughs) Miss America pageant-style question, (laughs) Um, but it's something also I've been thinking about because of the pandemic and because of um, our, our participation in astrology and things like that. I guess my question would be what, what would you like people, I know it's stu- not stupid, that's not the right word. Um, it's maybe like futile to try to convince people of the value of astrology. But I guess what, what would you like people to know about it? Or what is, mm. you know, what, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the two main things, yeah, I guess those, there's like three main things I usually kind of cite in this case, which would be, and I think by sight, I mean, like, this is usually why people get into it. Yeah. Uh, 
is because well, number one, it helps you, um, it helps with self acceptance. So like mm. you see your chart, you learn about your chart and you're just like, Oh, this is for me, at least it was like, Oh, this is like how I am. Like, I'm just a really martial person. And I'm like, this is how I use my Venus. And this is how, and it just helped me. Um, you know, I was 21 and early twenties or like, I think probably some of the more difficult years of one's lives. Um, and there's sure. a lot of <laughs> a lot of pain and like this confusion that happens um in the early 20s and for me it helped me like tremendously and like moving through a lot of depression and angst and like confusion and just being like oh like this is just how i am you know like i my son is conjunct mars and pluto like no wonder i'm so intense <laughs> um and i don't have to change myself cuz like i was meant to be this way so um so yeah, I think it helps with that. And then the the growth that can come with that, just like being like, oh, I can be this type of Scorpio or I can be this type of Scorpio. Um, and yeah, that's that sort of self-awareness and self-acceptance that comes with it. Um, and then too, it's just the most useful tool that you could have. Like you have a map that you can use to like forecast the future and make sense of the past. Um, in the present, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I guess acceptance of like, that's another, I guess, aspect of self-acceptance, but acceptance for what is um, currently. And then I guess the other way would be like forecasting and helping to plan. I, I say like plan your life, but um, which I don't like the way that sounds, but <laughs> for me, like, I, I always look back to my Jupiter in Virgo, which rules my chart and replaces rising. And um, I just, the, the whole like need for preparation and precision um, that astrology affords me. It, and it's also a very like Scorpio control freak type of thing, um, which I like gladly own. Um, <laughs> like, you know, you're super anxious. Like you kind of want to control things. And um of course, I know I can't control everything or even who knows if I actually have any control or anything, but it helps in just um, being like, okay, so like me knowing that I'm going through my Saturn return right now is really helpful. Um, and also I can look at, oh, okay, this is when Mars is finally going to leave my 12th house and I can expect to stop feeling this way mm -hmm. around then. Or, um, you know, this is when Venus is going to be doing this thing and I can expect maybe I'll, you know, get a new apartment at that point. Something like that. It helps me um, plan and then pick the most auspicious timing for things. So, yeah, like I knew I knew because of astrology that last year was going to be a pretty big year for me career wise. I didn't know exactly like I didn't know I was going to like get a book deal and like, you know, all the things. But I knew it was going to be significant so I made sure like I had my website set up you know I, I made sure to like get myself in a position to receive the things that I saw coming um and I wouldn't have been able to do that without astrology I might have maybe I would have been in my head still about like is this the time like should I spend the money to do this um and yeah astrology helps me make decisions really <laughs> yeah I mean I love I love it I mean I love I love convincing people of of its validity <laughs> yeah. too I do I do love a hater but I do think it is just like it's 
um, a, a, a valuable tool for Life. disseminating for, yeah, I mean, but, but it's like for disseminating what's yours and what's the bigger picture mm-hmm. and what you can't, what parts you are able to control and what you're not and where you're able to kind of embrace yourself and embrace what even just the idea of knowing knowing that there are seasons for things and knowing that there are times when certain things will be highlighted and being aware of that and it helps you be able to, again, like just kind of decide, figure out what's yours and what's not. Yeah. And, and also understanding other people, of course, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's probably like the number two reason is to like understand and accept others for who they are and just like, for me also, it's like, I really want to be able to cater to people's needs a lot. Um, and so I'm going to, you know, be act differently with an Aries friend than what I, than I would with like, you know, a cancer friend, um, and expect different things of them as well. So it helps, I think it helps me a lot in my, my relationships and then helping other people with their relationships. I'm like, Look, he's just a Gemini. He's going to be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kira, can you give us a rundown of what you expect from every sign of each friend? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) You're like, actually. I mean, if that's not enough to convince people, we say this all the time where we're just like, if you want like a cheat code to how to interact with your friends, family, coworkers, anyone you ever meet, then get into astrology. If you would like to be operating at a deficit, then yeah, p- please keep saying it's <laughs> yeah. it's stupid that we categorize people in that way while we keep, you know, making friends and <laughs> lovers all the way to the bank, you know? Well, I like I like what you mentioned of like of auspicious times or like positive times or or times to maybe slow because I think um I like being told what to do in some ways, like, because sometimes I do second guess myself. And I like, I like what you're saying of like, sometimes it is like, you need that, like, move, bitch, like, let's go do this Mm -hmm. thing. But it's, it's not from anyone but yourself. It's from your chart. It's like, and maybe you'll have astrologer interpret that for you and and relay the message that, you know, is built is built for you. Um, But yeah, I I don't even know what my point is on that. But I think those words you said of like, movement like having times to move or not move or having times to get prepare yourself for what's coming it's really just like using every tool in your tool belt right like if we can have this map that most so many people and historians and cultures and civilizations have used and has worked like why not just know it for safety like as backup i don't know maybe this is just being well-prepared women as well i don't know <laughs> true true yeah <laughs> can't discount that well we do have um a game that we play Yay. um we've come to that time Tis the time for a you've game. probably heard of it can you hear that sorry can you hear my construction outside me right now or is that okay no construction oh. okay i did i, I did though i don't know if you saw me like because i <laughs> thought that there was a guy behind oh, you it? it's just a hat oh no i'm like, <laughs> I was like oh my god someone's lurking the in the room from another so realm funny. and i'm the only one seeing it because i have to be from the 12th house and i don't know if i should bring it up that's so funny i've been i've been i like never see ghosts or anything like that and i don't remember who it was but someone was like well it's probably because you're not 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 open to it but i feel like i've like put out 
uh, feelers more where I'm like, hey, ghosts, if you're around, like, I wouldn't mind seeing you. But I see things out of the corner of my eye all the time now. So I was like, oh, shit, is there... <laughs> no no full apparitions yet but <laughs> i mean i do have the video i do have the video so we can review the tape we'll we'll, we'll see. see we'll see if no, i'm also goes. so i'm also so <laughs> embarrassed that that hat is on my wall right now i had went to a bachelorette party and it was like western themed and i borrowed that hat from my dad and i haven't sent it back <laughs> and so i don't i just don't want anyone to think i'm the type of person that has my wide brimmed hat on the wall. I don't know. I like I it. I, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I just I, look at um, too much Pinterest. I look at too much Pinterest and Instagram core, like, uh, what is that? Like, like the felt um, hat on the wall. Yes, vibe. exactly. This is what my There's, mom gave me for my 32nd birthday, and I've been wearing it every day. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where you think I'm wearing this hat out to because I can't go nowhere, but I wear it in the house. Thank you. I love it. It's a house hat. Yeah, it is. it's fine. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're playing a game. Um, you've probably heard of it. It's Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, these are based on your big three. So we are fuck, marrying, and killing. Um, this first round will be same sun and moon, Scorpio sun, Aries moon people. Um, this was a this was a good group. I feel like your combination. I did I did um a any of your uh, big three twins and it was a woman I did not write down her name had not heard of her but these all are like I know I who know, that woman like rare I know who that who woman was woman? and you don't want to know either um but I think she's from like a hippie bluegrass band that I've definitely seen in my like formative raver days when like you know how the bluegrass okay. bands always play in the daytime and then like yeah. yes. the ravers yep. play at night it's one of those so just so you she's know a- okay you have She's a, a daytime rave you have band. A, you have a daytime like banjo player somewhere. That's, <laughs> that's your big three. I love it. I actually love ban- like I love the banjo. Okay. So you guys are gonna have to tell me who it okay, is. It's, t- <laughs> it's, it's the lady it's from like T- Tedeshi from Tedeshi T- Truck something in March. It's like one of those three piece names like. Susan oh, it's Tedeshi Truck's band. Okay. Yes, you know. Like, yes, that's so that- weird. Dude. I'm just, I'm like, I'm googling. By the way, I'm like really bad with names and like, so I'm gonna have to okay, Google so probably most of the people. I'm prepared. I'm I never okay. know who anyone yeah. is in the game. I'm always like, <laughs> who? And it's like the most famous celebrity. I'm like Bradley Cooper. What? <laughs> and then <laughs> millionaire. And then if you don't know, just base it truly off looks. We'll just fuck. Okay. You know, we'll go. Yeah. With, we'll go. With but I do think. I did choose ones that I think everyone is going to know. I tried to go big. Um, so some <laughs> here are some people that are not in the round. Some sun, sun, moon combos. Um, Anna Wintour, Vogue editor. Oh, uh, Kendall okay. Jenner. Yeah, I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren G. Oh, it's Warren G. Okay. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. He's I like, believe. he's like, oh. yeah, he's like. And the LBC. He's just like the basiest. No, re- oh, wait. That's Nate Dog. Oh, Warren wait. Warren G. G. Yeah, that's Nate Warren G Dog. is regulator. Oh, regulate. Regulator. Uh, okay. <laughs> Featuring Nate Dog also, oh, who okay. says Warren G. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> who says sings, Warren G? I think it's because he sings the name Warren G. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Close. Um, also, You God from the Wu Tang Clan and Colin Kaepernick. Um, okay. I didn't know that. These are all. These are all alternates, um, but here's who we're playing with. Uh, Fuck, Mary kill, Meg Ryan. Okay. Sally Field. 
Okay. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, this is a lady star. This yes. is a lady star heavy uh, women of a certain age. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. So Meg Ryan, right? Meg Ryan, Sally Field, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, fuck. Okay. Mary Kill. Mary Kill. I guess <sighs> we can also change it to British rules if it's one like this <laughs> where it's it's snog Mary avoid. <laughs> we don't have to kill anybody. We can just avoid them. Um if okay. you want. I think I'm going to avoid Sally Field only because I don't know anything about her. Sure. I mean I know I know the name, but yeah, and then I think I would I would definitely bang Jamie Lee hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay. Um, and Mary Meg Ryan. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, like I have that. the same answer. Yeah. I definitely want to marry Meg Ryan, and I don't know who Sally Field is. Okay, Sally yeah. Field is the mom in Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, she's dying. Oh. <laughs> also, she was the mom. In Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> also, she's beautiful, but also, um, yeah. Smoking the Bandit, great movie, fun, fun, yeah. I mean, fun romp. I do love Sally Field, but I do think I have to go the same route. I mean, I don't really have anything. I also because she has her her like famous Oscar speech when she won for Norma Ray, I believe is like the you like me, you really like oh, me. Yeah. And there's just something so it's like play it fucking cool, Sally. All right. Okay, that like, speech yeah. was for a goddamn second. That's excited. That speech has been edited to the gods though in pop culture because she does like a of much course. longer speech. Yes, I know. As you can tell, like I'm long, about to ride for as... Sally uh, in, a hey. minute, in a hot minute. Hey, love Sally, iconic uh, performer. I just think, and this is the rulings that I'll use a lot of these things, is like her best work exists already in the universe right, that we're right. in. We can we can celebrate her. She absolutely belongs in some kind of like Hall of Fame, definitely in the Oscars like retrospective thing when it's like people we lost this year. She should be a top billing. Like she's gonna get the applause. I mean, don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Meg yeah. Meg Ryan, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sally Field. I mean, definitely marrying Jamie Lee Curtis. Like that's like she's keeping in all these rounds. Just watch Freaky Friday. Like two days Ooh, ago, yeah. she's oh, so yeah, good great. in it, so great in Knives she Out. Really she's just when I saw that she was an Aries because I get the Scorpio energy from her, but then that like fun childlike twinkle in her eye is such yeah. the moon. I I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't wait to wake yeah. up. Yeah. We're gonna have great like vacations. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna fuck a like Smoking the Bandit era Sally Field. Sally Field, very mm-hmm. fun, okay. just a cutie patootie, and then I guess. I I don't want to kill my grind, but I don't know. We haven't really spoken in a long time, and she is <laughs> wild on Instagram with her new husband. And they just draw like napkin portraits of each other that are really bad and post them. So she's like a real maniac on the gram. So she she's a fun follow, but oh my god! But I don't feel like sexually or romantically motivated by that. So that's worth yeah. my time. That's fair. These are all <laughs> yeah. these are all very measured and thoughtful reasons, I think, for everybody here. So, what if you were like, it. "No, you can't. Let her live." <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Save, Stop it once. Save Meg. <laughs> save Meg. <laughs> save the Megs. All right. Next round. This is people who are Pisces rising, Scorpio sun. Now, this only pulled up 
20 results, which okay. might be the rarest combo that I've seen in terms of, I mean, obviously when you do like all big three matches, you don't get very many results, but 20, this is like not even a full page of results. So I, that just stood out to me as like a rare combo. I know we don't know a lot of celebrity birth times, so there right. may be more of them out there than we know. But also, okay, Pisces what's is kind of heaven. Who me? Yeah, if you're um, Pisces, I think. it's a Sag, Sag heaven. Oh, mm-hmm. so maybe these are people who think that it they're above celebrity or like celebrity. <laughs> sure, that's well, not the most important. Well, I think I mean, Pisces when you rising see these might people... be one of the um, it might be one of the the rarest risings just because it it goes to it goes the quickest out of all of the risings. Mm-hmm. So it like. The rising sign stays in Pisces for like way less time than it does for like every other sign. Mm. Mm-hmm. And also, Pisces risings just might not know. <laughs> that's I, a good point. Also, that's one of the things, like one of the first things that we learned about when you learn about like rising signs and physical um, attributes. That Pisces is the hardest to diagnose in that capacity because it's kind of a mix of all of the signs, and so you look like a bunch of different rising signs. I think it's more of it's like it's so um, when you look at a Pisces rising, you kind of see what you want to see because it's so Ooh. like collective, like nebulous, but like very, very like shifting personas. Ooh. I also I think that one of the ways you can see it is in their eyes are always like beautiful, dreamy eyes. Like, and that's like, I do you think that's like eyes are stone eyes. Pisces, <laughs> stony. Yeah, like. Just like looks looks really stoned out all the time. (laughs) These the people that are on this list are all fit all of these things. So these are some notable um alternates. Um Allison Janney. Oh you will know who she is. She's like iconic in a bunch of different movies. When you see her, you're like, yes. yes. Allison Janney, Pisces Rising, Scorpio Sun. Also current current troublemaker ellen pompeo Grey's anatomy <laughs> star her troublemaker <laughs> she is did you see she like had a thing where she basically said that uh, the women who were assaulted by harvey weinstein did it because they had low self-esteem mm. oh okay. uh, we'll I leave that grossly, we'll leave that am, over there <laughs> yeah i'm like granted granted i also want to acknowledge that i am i am con- condensing this and kind of putting her out of context in her defense but it was problematic anyways also Grey's Anatomy former McSteamy Eric Dane actor very he's also on um uh Euphoria that's what I, I was like he's oh, a bit in my oh, mind because yeah, I just yeah. watched it he's the he's the uh the hard-ass dad, dad on yeah. Euphoria oh yeah um, okay. but he's got those eyes oh. too yeah. and Scorpio Pisces like okay he could be McSteamy and uh, like, I was like, what's a, what's a Mick euphoria? <laughs> like, Mick creepy? Mick, Mick sketchy? I Mick, don't know. Mick okay. Kalanapin? Or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so I had are, no idea. Those are, yeah. these are our alternates. But who we're playing with is Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. Those are the alts? Okay. <laughs> this is, this is the game now. Fuck, Mary kill. Ryan Gosling. Adam Driver. Wow. Oh, God. Demi Moore. Wow. Come on. This is too hard. Okay. See? This is easy for me. I don't know how it's hard for y'all. But I don't I know. I would how. have to, because of my obsession with 
Adam Driver and Ryan <laughs> Gosling. I'm going to have to wait. Are they all Pisces? They're not all Pisces. They're Rising. all Pisces Rising. I Pisces think Rising Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver is an Aquarius Rising. I'm pretty sure. This is according. I I will allow it for sure. This is according <laughs> to astro.charts.com. Okay, claim, you gotta use Astro Driver. You got you gotta use Astro Data Bank because they are more tend to be more accurate, or at least they right. tell you the rating of the sure birth. of oh, the accuracy at the time. Yeah, the accuracy of the but facts. I will say, for the purposes um, of this, we're keeping for the it. purposes of this. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent because I one hundred percent want to marry that man. Um, <laughs> his birthday is the day after mine. Um, so is Meg Ryan's. I have the same birthday. Um, but but yeah, Mary Adam Driver, I have to let go of. I had to ignore Demi Moore, even though she's like beautiful, just because I would never be able to give up the chance for a night with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to straight right, up Lisa. murder Adam Driver with no about <laughs> it at all. I will laugh. <laughs> and then I'm going to marry and fucked me more. Fucked me more. Yeah, I mean, this is a hard one. I want to marry all of them, and I know. I want all. I want all three. Um, I did check the Astro Data Bank. He looks like he's like right on that. Like he could go either way. Astro, like it's It's like he's zero. He's like zero degrees. Like Pisces. So I'm pretty sure he's Aquarius, just because it would make his ruling planet Saturn. I think he's a Saturn and Scorpio. Is he? Let's pull up the let's pull up the the facts here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like I gotta look. I know what he, year is it? Probably Saturn um, in Scorpio. Yep. Yeah. yep, yep, yep. So I couldn't um, be less interested and don't want this in my search history. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I'm like obsessed with this man. Um, I get it. Oh. I understand. Wait, yeah, but yeah. All of these people—that's why to me he fits as Pisces rising because it is really whatever you want to put on him. All of these examples that we've given, all of this stuff, this like uh, you know, otherworldly. I don't. I I I like him as an Aquarius rising because he also is just kind of interesting looking, and that would fit. Mm-hmm. But he looks to me. He looks like he looks hard. Like his face looks yeah. hard. Like a like a Saturn ruled yes. person, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, if he if he's ruled by Jupiter and Sag, I could also see that because he kind of has big features. Well, I think it's Aquarius, the 29th degree, moving towards Pisces, so it's this, it's like a mutation of both. Mm. Sure, I love it. He definitely All looks right. mute, mutated for sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the clapping in my uh, oh, oh my god. god. All right, Stevie, what uh, are you doing? I think I'm gonna um marry Adam Driver. And what and maybe that is that Pisces E thing, if if so, if checks out because in girls he's so detestable. But I watched him in Mary's story, which probably shouldn't make me like him either, but there was something charming there and I was I was moved and like I got the hotness from that movie for the first time, which I never. I was always like, "Oh, not my type." Blah, blah blah. And I thought I was like, "I get it." So I'd marry him. I don't know. I think he'd leave me alone as well. So like in a in a certain like he'd come and we'd fuck and then he'd go probably do his thing. Yeah. Um, I'd fuck Demi Moore again. I just read her autobiography. Don't want to marry her. I, just uh, full disclosure. Don't want to marry her. Um, she, I, she's and I told you she's quarantining with Bruce yeah, Willis with right Bruce now. Willis. Yes, that whole story is 
a trip. <laughs> but her book Bruce is all Willis, like, he was Pisces, a fuckboy husband. Fuckboy husband, um, all blah, blah. And then they're like marry, wearing matching pajamas in quarantine right now. I'm so... So, yeah, I don't want to marry into that. I don't know. They, she does own an entire state of Idaho, apparently. So, but I'll fuck Wait, it. Wait, she owns the state of Idaho? She owns, like, a huge plot. They own, like, a small town huge in Idaho. Huge chunk of land. With, like, really? mountains, and it's really pretty. And then I'm going wow. to murder Ryan Gosling. I never, like, the notebook, I don't know. I never, I whenever was, like, a Gosling girl with the fan, like, TRL set. Like, he never clicked for me. So that's it. But he's attractive, like, obviously, like. If yeah, we, if we had a like margarita, yeah, I just I don't know. I really feel like um you're gonna regret that in like 20 years when Adam Driver's hideous <laughs> and Ryan Gosling is still when he gorgeous. literally looks like a haunted. He looks like a haunted lighthouse keeper, like oh holding my a God. like Ichabod, Ichabod Crane with the lantern. That's my type, um, actually. I want him to look Honestly, like same. I want to look like Sam Elliott. <laughs> He'll look like Sam Elliott in the future, like a withered old ass. Yeah. Salt and pepper down. We'll see. I'm gonna okay. I'm I'm marrying Ryan Gosling. I'm basic as hell. I do not care. I love him. I love his work. I've had I have not had interactions with him, but I've had several people have like fun flirt. My friend had like a hilarious flirtatious like I in the grocery store aisle interaction with him where he was like, Yeah, I I love it. I'm marrying Ryan Gosling for sure. I'm gonna fuck Adam Driver. Um, I guess just mostly just to say that I did, just Fair. to see what it's yep. about, you know. Yep. Um, and I'm gonna kill to me. Uh, unfortunately, this podcast has given me like a resurgence of of love and respect for her, but I just I don't really have any connection to her. And um, again, I mean, I do. Unfortunately, I be- feel like she made she made her work already, and we have that. And uh, <laughs> she's in her Saturn return right now as well. Um, she, oh wow! Because she's been she's been, keeps coming. Yeah, out. If yeah. You she need a mentor. You out. should reach out to her. <laughs> it's a good time for um, people. For, oh my god! For the mentor in their second. Yeah, there's I'm like a Saturn chart now. Time to mentor. Yeah, and she just wrote the book, which is lining up with a lot of. She didn't think she'd be writing oh, a book either. Wow. So there's a lot. Wait, she has Jupiter in. Oh my god, she has Jupiter and Pisces in the first house. No wonder she looks like that. <laughs> and she was she was born with Venus and the Sun exactly. Oh my god, that's beautiful. No wonder. Hit her up. <laughs> I mean, contact her. I bet she would do it. I bet she would. If you need that now, you could be the Idaho astrologer of her, like the compound of her town. Of her you town. know what's crazy? The Demi Moore and Adam Driver have the same Sun Moon rising. If if he's a Pisces rising, he also has a, oh. a Taurus Moon. Oh, ooh, a Taurus Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you gotta Demi, see what that's about. Yummy. Demi was born on the exact uh, full moon. I mean, her book Spooky. feels like it because she's lived. Yeah, this lady's lived a thousand lives. It is bizarre how much. Shit she wow, does. I didn't even know she I'm had a book. I'm not sponsored. Check it out. It's called Inside Out. <laughs> not sponsored from the pod. Maybe okay. she should, but um. Oh, I like this. Like, fuck LA. We're going to Hazley, Idaho next. <laughs> well, I hope you come. Wow. To also, but <laughs> I just I love how his wife was like commenting on the pictures. Oh, and like Bruce Willis's <laughs> wife, current his current, yeah, and she's like, "Miss you, I'm in LA." She's with their chi- like, their children too, like their I actual know, child it's like, children. It's messy. It's 
that's messy. And he's a Pisces. Yeah. That yes, messy. of course. Of nasty. course. Two water. Oh I mean, God. I was just dating a Pisces, and two water signs together. It's a really beautiful thing. Also, Ryan Gosling's wife is a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, two water signs together. Beautiful. You see each other reflected in one another, but you you mesh and like you take two glasses of water and you put one in the other one. You don't know where one began. You know what I mean? Oh. It's like. It gets really messy. Oh my god, that's like the boundaries the are not there. That's like the relationship. They married after six months, then had kids. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, uh, he's also he's an aqua. If this is correct, he's an aqua moon. Bruce Willis, Pisces Sun, Aqua Moon, Virgo Rising. So just for oh him, my god, if anyone wants some context uh, to this, wow, song. that's so seventh house Sun lives for yeah. relationship. So Damn. the more you know, everybody. <laughs> It's yeah. true. <laughs> well, thank you, Kira. Thank you so, so, yes. so, so, so much for coming on. This was yes. so much fun. Um, thank you what... for making me feel better about stealing herbs from my name. <laughs> <laughs> I say go for it. Yeah. I'm going to go do some right now. I'm going to get a bunch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, is there anything coming up that you want to that you want to plug or promote? Yeah. Um, well, I will say I just kind of launched my Patreon. So, um, then Patreon is right now just for my Deep Seekers monthly meetup. It's like a virtual meetup. Um, we'll meet twice a month, Q&A, like workshop style stuff. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I was doing it in person in Brooklyn for a while and now it's virtual. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I do readings. I do a lot of different types of astrology, some tarot um astrology.com and um my goal is to have to you know um make a course for by the end of the year so oh cool that's awesome awesome. an intro course done and yeah just hoping to do very cool yeah i would definitely take that course and you guys all should too when it is available but in the meantime go to astrology.com and check out all of kira's fantastic offerings um join that patreon follow her on twitter very good twitter very <laughs> interactive we'll good put all the links we'll put all the links in our show yes. notes per use per use so check them out there of course click, click, but subscribe. thank you so much this was so much fun yay you it's great to meet you guys. I hope I can see you in LA. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Let please. us know when you move. Yes. One, one day we'll have a, a real life uh, meetup yeah. in, in the beautiful outdoors. Oh, we're going to go each hard. Other. We're going to go hard <laughs> once we're released. Oh, yeah. Yes. Be him in the best way. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your